You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a show with adult themes, run by adults, for adults. Please do not have your children listen to this show. It might be beneficial to them in the long run, but please, please wait until they are older. This is one of those things. It's like when you laugh when you're playing bingo and and 069 comes up and you have a chuckle and your mom, your kitty says, uh, uh, Mommy, Mommy, why, why are you laughing at 069? And the mommy says, uh, when you're older. It's one of those kinds of things. Mommy, Mommy, can I listen to Podcast of Terror? Sure. When you're older. This is a show with adult themes and some childish behavior. A lot of dick jokes. Uh, so please, please, please. Uh, if you want to avoid the swearing, if you want to avoid spoilers for your favorite horror movies, and if you want to avoid really, really lame, petty dick jokes, do not listen to this show. It is not for you. Corey, how often do you wear a shirt? Not as often as you would think. Yeah, it's always nice to cover up your nipples, and maybe your neighbors are complaining because they're hairy. I know you they, like they, wear, you wear shirts when it, we do these shows. That's about it, from what I understand. It's more that I just give off a glare that blinds drivers by. It is hot in California, so I assume that you sweat. There's a there's a slight sheen to you, and the California sun just. Pshh, I don't even sheen. I estevez. <laughs> that that is, if you do not want to estevez in public, we have two places in which you can go. We got two coupon codes to make your life a little cheaper. Uh, you can go visit a uh, frequent guest and friend of the show, Matt Vincent. His his website thehate.com. That's the hviii.com use the coupon code hbg15 for 50 percent off your order maybe you hate him i don't know he's he's kind of a likable guy but if you hate him and you want to go spend your money somewhere else we got this other place go to statusfearmerch.com uh, another uh, sponsor of the show friend of the show he does all our artwork he's a really nice guy he does all the, the art for my band except for the stuff that Corey's wife draws head over to statusfearmerch.com use the coupon code terror get you a little nice discount there Welcome to episode 119 of the Podcast of Terror, production of the Galactic Network. For more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, you can go to gncast.com slash pot. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Mexican Hot Chocolate Scott. <laughs> Thank you for going with that description. That is uh, that is not ideal, but very honest. That's true. It happens to the best of us. How's Corey? It's happening to me. I'm a, I'm a delicate ecosystem. Uh, that is uh, not going to survive much longer. Thank you, EPA. Yeah, it happens. They made a Simpsons movie about that. <laughs> yeah, I could. Ma- yeah, that's right. EPA. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a good movie, but it it exists, and it exists. And speaking of, not sure if it's a good movie, but it exists. This week we're going to be talking about the Devil's Rejects. Hey, man, I really like this movie. Hey, don't get ahead of yourself. Well, I, the way that you prefaced that made it sound like you thought it sucked. Uh, we'll talk about it. I mean, we could probably just do that now if you want. That's kind of why we're here. Yeah, I or mean, not. how long have we? Well, we can literally do whatever. You know, we, we, we sort of we usually bullshit about fast food or something. Uh, my morning was made of a regretful box of mac and cheese, so <laughs> I, I can certainly feel. The urge to get this done as quickly as possible, just in case I get the second haunting of my lower intestine. The second coming of Corey's intestine, Christ. Which, which is funny because I did another one of those those impromptu fake ads on Elts Nerds the other night, mm-hmm. and it was basically they send you a box to shit in, and you get paid for it. Uh, it was. I didn't realize that I was having a premonition about my own fucking life, which is another Simpsons thing. <laughs> That's very true. We could just keep making real life correlations to The Simpsons if you'd like. Uh, if only there was a Simpsons podcast that we could send people to instead. Yeah, I bet if there was one, it'd be run by two jackasses that owe me beer. Or Dan asses. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. Didn't even do it on purpose. It ended up working out pretty well. Yep. Uh, if you don't get that reference, you missed 118 episodes of the show. Yeah, seriously. We've been sucking their dicks for a long time. Yeah, I've I've moved on to Jack's balls. I've asked him politely to shave or do some trimming because he's very hairy. Oh, and man, just, that Italian breeder. Oh, my God, yeah. He is, 
Come on, man. Use They're always beer. dressed up for winter. <laughs> Good thing he lives in a cold climate uh, location then. Yep. Yeah, I mean, let's... So do you Let's want to get talk into about it. fast food? Oh, okay. We're not going to talk about fast food. <laughs> no, man. I ate McDonald's I'm, yesterday for the first time in probably a good year. Yeah? How do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was the McDonald's or the dozen beers I drank uh, yesterday, but... Yeah, who was expecting the big changes that came from McDonald's over the last year? You'd walk in there and everything would be completely different and, and taste like a, a whole new kind of food. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm I'm bullshitting. McDonald's oh. is exactly the fucking same. <laughs> I was like, yeah, except they have now have a triple cheeseburger, right? Which, which is just more shit. Uh, again, yeah, I, <laughs> McDonald's is is so fucking pompous. They have something called a McDouble, yep, and a double cheeseburger. Yep. Yeah, because only one has two pieces of cheese. Right. That's exactly it, and it's like a fucking it's. Difference in price of really? I'm paying for the extra cheese and what is your cheese made out of? Because I assume there's more nutrition than the quarter it's costing me. I don't know. It's pretty fucking good though. Like I really like it. It is really good. Terrible cheese. Yeah, I don't hate them. There's a word I forgot to say in there, and I can't think of what it is. <laughs> Plus, they have that new like fancy build your own burger shit going on. Yeah, by the way, if you do not have the McDonald's app on your phone, and if you are a person who frequents McDonald's, you need to download that shit because for the last month or so, you can get that specialty burger uh, or whatever specialty sandwich you want for a buck. Holy shit. Yeah, no shit. And like, I, I use the app all the goddamn time, which means that I have a fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, but what they're trying to encourage people to do is order online and then go pick the shit up. Yeah. Which I assume is their thought process of we're eventually going to get rid of people who take your orders. Well, I know um, a lot of the bigger cities have like ordering kiosks. So you just walk up to a computer and type in your order and um, that's how you get it, which makes sense. I mean, I... yeah, I'm picky as shit. So it, it does make sense for me to do that. But well, then I still go through the drive through and go through all the other fucking hassles of like making it McDonald's employees help me so that they can retain their fucking jobs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I had used uh, Taco Bell's app a handful of times. That was a good time. Yeah. Oh, McDonald's, I'm sorry. Taco Bell, I'm real picky on. Oh. Like, I just, I just like, I hate their, their nacho cheese gunk. It's not that bad. Uh, I want real cheese. But it, it, it sucks that you take something off and then you replace it with something and that they're going to charge you extra for that thing you're putting on. It's not like you got a credit for getting rid of the nacho swell. Well, you are paying because you're making an idiot think. And, no, that, and that's I say that it. in like the nicest way possible. <laughs> but like they're charging you because you're making that person think about what they have to do, which is kind of fucked up in my opinion. It's like, you know what? Give me like a $3 discount. And I'll just go in there and make it myself. Why don't I just go shit in the bathroom again and make it myself? Because that's pretty much what I'm doing. Ooh. You gonna frost the cake when you're done? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a. It looks more like a cherry's jubilee. Wait, you come blood? Not come blood. Well, Gross. Frosting the cake is when you, <laughs> you take a shit and then you jerk off on top of it. Oh, I did not know that. I'm I'm barely yes. not privy to to some of the internet speak of which you are swinging my way. Yep. Yep. No. Well, you learned. No. Ew. Too. Thank yeah. you. No, in uh, in Clyde Barker's Great and Secret Show, that is how he made uh, little creatures called licks. I think uh, L I C H. Uh, that the this guy took a shit and then masturbated on it, and then they became little worm like creatures, like Night of the Creeps. Huh. I just I think that was the Jaff, I if just, I remember. Correctly. I call that my afternoon meeting. That's true. Just pounding on your meat. Yeah. Just, just beat it, beat it till it looks like a, like a big old Twizzler. I'm literally until just Eddie Van Halen shows up and does a solo just because. Just because is that? Just, yeah, just because. All right. I, I didn't know Eddie if there was the reason that Eddie Van, Eddie Van Halen, Halen did a solo for "Beat It." Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, also I'm... didn't really care, but now I know that, and now I care because you told me. Yep. I'm still looking at the McDonald's menu for some ungodly reason. I'm not sure that I'm not wrong on the Eddie Van Halen thing too, but oh, all right, right. Beat 
If you want to correct me, internet, pot at gncast.com. Uh, yeah, it was Eddie Van Halen. Ah, oh, God, I hate when I'm right. <laughs> All right. We uh, watched the uh, Hot for Teacher mu- music video last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever seen it in its entirety, but I could totally see, like, if if I was a kid when that came out. Oh, we were all, like, over that video. Um, like, everybody doing a little voiceover about Waldo. I remember some guy in my hallway screaming, uh, I forgot my pencil, or I've got my pencil, give me something right on. But Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine mm-hmm. does a stellar version of Hot for Teacher. Because it opens with a piano solo doing the the guitar solo. It is just fantastic. And if you haven't listened to Richard Cheese anyways and all of his lounge covers and songs, you absolutely should. Uh, They feature his version of Down With The Sickness in Dawn of the Dead. I didn't even realize that he's still making music. Yeah, I saw Slipknot once and Richard Cheese's uh, People Equal Shit was like their intro to the show. It was fucking great. Um. Yeah, I didn't realize he put out a new album this year called Lord of the Swings. Yep. I might have to check that out. He's in Vegas yeah, it, all the it's, time, too? Fuck, man. Oh, yeah. It's it's not something you're going to listen to, like, nine albums straight of his stuff, but they're they're fun to throw on every once in a while. It's like a Weird Al album. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you, you get a good time out of it, and then you move on to more original music and then you come back that's a palate cleanser every once in a while there used to be um you could go on his oh here it is hire the band <laughs> he has a like a hire a list for hire and it's this big long so the booking form it says please cut and paste these questions uh email message to book followed at whatever uh event date event time detailed description of the event who what where why uh be very be very specific don't just type wedding Event location include complete name. God damn it, I can't read. Complete name and address, the city, state, venue, name, capacity, provide venues, website, your budget, how much can you afford. You must answer this question with a specific dollar amount. Remember, the band charges between ten dollars and $16,000, not including airfare, hotel, equipment, and expenses. There used to be, a, this looks totally different, but the last time I saw it, it was like, if you are in a place where it snows, like they charge you an extra $1,000 just because... Nobody just, can handle that shit. Yeah, just because. Yeah, it's kind of like paying for special insurance if you're a place of floods, which uh, in, in Michigan, where my, my parents live uh, and, and my sister, it is really fucking flooded. <laughs> it is crazy. Uh, they're over in Michigan, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the southwest portion of Michigan, but I guess like up through Lansing and everything, it is just a fucking massacre out there right now. Did it rain a bunch? And then yesterday, oh yeah, I guess and and it it filled up and and my mom was in a town called Three Rivers, uh, so you can imagine how much fun that is uh, when it's flooding and everything's crawling up towards your front front fucking porch. Yeah. Um, but then I guess yesterday the the wind blew so hard that it knocked out power for a good portion of Michigan as well. Fuck that. So that's that's a nice add on. But we're not here to talk about the weather. We are here to talk about Rob Zombie and how Rob Zombie loves to make you feel bad for people. Uh, but not really. Uh, it's more of celebrating the people who you think are just total dicks. He also and likes those to love... In this case are called. He loves putting <laughs> his wife who can't act in movies. Uh, and showing her butt crack. I'm not, op- I'm not upset about that part. <laughs> she is an attractive lady. Uh, but yeah, he... He, he features her and everything. Actually, that's something that uh, I was going to bring it up is that a lot of the cast in The Devil's Rejects, which is the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, what we reviewed last week, a lot of the cast went on to be in Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Not least of all his wife, but a good amount of other people are in it, uh, which was... I don't know if this was just kind of like the practice run of, okay, we're going to make this a movie, and then while we got everybody here, hey... Hey, fuckers, want to do Halloween? Uh, Why not? I mean, it could have been something like, you know how... Um, fuck, what's his name? Billy Madison. Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. Thank you. Um, how he uses like a lot of the same people in every movie. Like, I guess I guess you work with people you like working with them, and you just keep having them come back. It's Yeah, Kevin Smith is like that, too. Yeah. And I, I completely agree with that mentality. Uh, and, and if you've got a bunch of 
people who are really good at playing freaks and weirdos and you're going to do a movie about freaks and weirdos again. Mm -hmm. Nice to have have stock on hand instead of having to go look and buy new freaks and weirdos. Because, you know, you're not going to get the Dollar General. You will get them at the Walmart. (laughs) Ooh, good old Walmart. There's a reason that there's a people at Walmart website. A lot of weirdos. And it's funny because they don't have the Internet. Uh, I'm just teasing Walmart people. I will be among you one day. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so. So the Devil's Rejects, you like it. Yeah, did you not? Well, remember I was surprised last week how much I enjoyed House of a Thousand Corpses more than I expected to? Yeah. This doesn't have all the the weirdness of that movie. No, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a lot less weird and a little more straightforward. Right, and I think because of that, and it's just honed in on the brutality of these characters, it was less enjoyable for me. But just a stellar cast all the way through. It was nice to see William Forsythe show up at the very beginning. I know that you had said that the woman who played Mama was played by someone different in this. Yep. And when I recognized her as being from the Police Academy movies, I got super excited. But we got uh, PJ Souls. We've got uh, E.G. Daly from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And uh, singing in Better Off Dead, other things. I never knew that. Uh, I forget her name. I think it's Karen or something, but she was on Too Close to Comfort and she was on The Warriors and Streets of Fire. Uh, Ginger Lynn has a cameo in this, fucking Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding in his dream sequence. Yeah, that was. Do you know who Ginger Lynn is? Oh God! Uh, yeah, I'm surprised it's not already on your uh, on your internet because Ginger Lynn is like, a porn star from the I, '80s. Should I Google this in cognito mode? <laughs> you absolutely should. Yes. So, uh, Ginger Lynn oh. famously in my life uh, taught me what the G spot was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she lives in Illinois. I should go see if she's home. You should. She was also in the Metallica "Turn the Page" video, I think, huh. uh, if I remember correctly. But yeah, she did some movie which was about. Uh, I don't know why I'm trying to edit this down. I know what this show is. It's about squirting, and uh, <laughs> feminine feminine discharge, and 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 the whole movie was just like scenes of that happening. But it's it was like a clinical sort of thing of she does it once with her boyfriend, and then he thinks there's something wrong with her, and she thinks there's something wrong with her. So they start to go to a therapist, but then it's just like continuous the whole rest of the movie is about like how it's okay and it's normal and uh, hey, the therapist is involved now. I also think I found out years later uh, that it was one of the movies that Tracy Lords did before Tracy Lords was legally allowed to be doing those kinds of movies. Um, I'm not 100% on that, but I I remember later on going, oh, Tracy Lords, yeah, I know that is. You shouldn't. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, She, uh... Back... This this ginger lady was in Beverly Hills Cox. Hmm. Yep. I'm yep. a big fan of uh adult parody films of normal movies. Mostly the names. The movies themselves are all of the bad. not even trying names. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've given up now. Now everything is Suicide Squad or Triple X parody. Right. They don't even you know, like Butthole Squad. No. no, I think the last thing that we got was was Star Wars, which was in the uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Right now, it's just a triple X parody. Star Wars triple X yep. parody. That's all it is. Just fucking give it up. Yeah, well, they figure if we just say that it's a parody, then we can't get sued, and that's all that matters. So why even try to? Because I was the names say are funny. It. Yeah, because the names are funny. There is something more creative to it, but they don't yeah. want creativity. They just want people to sit there and whack off to Harley Quinn. I, I, I feel like that's that. what people are doing with a regular movie. It, 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 they don't need a porn parody. That's true. That's true. Isn't she getting her own she, movie? She is supposed to be getting. She's supposed to be getting her own movie. She's supposed to be getting a movie of her and the Joker. She's supposed to be getting a Gotham City Sirens movie as well. 
Mm -hmm. uh, they know what the high point was yeah. of Suicide Squad. It was her. Well, then they shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't do a Harley Quinn and Joker movie. Yeah, I know. Well, they're planning on doing a bunch of Joker movies, but not all of them are going to have the same guy playing them. Oh, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I like Jared Leto, so I'm not opposed to him playing the Joker. I just know a lot of people were not happy. Well, it would be nice if, one, when they advertised the shit out of him as being in the movie, if they'd actually used <laughs> more of that footage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I guess Martin Scorsese is talking about doing an origin of the Joker movie, and one of the recent rumors was that Joaquin Phoenix was supposed to play the Joker in a standalone film. So I don't know, man, it, everything DC film universe is doing is a fucking reach right now. And I keep saying that it's vaporware until something fucking happens. I don't believe it's actually going to exist. They've had nine people come in as directors and leave on, on the flash. That's, that's an exaggeration, but not by much. Um, so, and that's one of the characters that hasn't really gotten fucked over yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not like Superman or Batman. Yeah, but I don't know. Now they're, I don't know. I don't want to upset anyone by my views on DC Marvel movies. Have you seen Black Panther yet? No, and I've heard it's good, but also like Black Panther to me is like a third or a fourth string character. Where I, and I, I'm Absolutely. not saying he is. I'm just to me like the casual fan, he is. He's pretty far down the the list. So it's like now they're. They're reaching to get lesser-known characters' movies to keep making superhero movies, and I think that's kind of fun. Well, up. no, that's absolutely that's absolutely correct. Uh, when you when you look at the the pantheon, the staple of Marvel characters, uh, I wouldn't say that Captain America is is a C squad character, but I don't know that he was necessarily an A squad character. For for Marvel, it was Spider Man was huge, the X Men from the, about the nineties on were absolutely gigantic. Mm -hmm. But most of the Avengers were not as popular in their solo books or even the team book. And the team book fell to the wayside because it kept involving characters that were really, like, sub-level. But Iron Man, Captain America, Thor were not big names. Uh, Captain America at least had a TV, a couple of tries at TV movies in the 70s, the 80s. Uh, they kept trying to put it out there but he was a hard one to capture yeah uh because the the point of view is that well he's he's just like a, a boy scout much in the same way that superman is a boy scout but what they did with cap is they embraced it and they did things to still allow him to be cool while not being uh against what his origins were or the fact that he is you know a really kind of righteous hero uh they embraced all the things about tony stark that were you know kind of questionable like well can we make him an alcoholic can we make him such an asshole and everything it's like yeah if we get the right guy with a personality to do it and put robert downey jr in the role where it just was like holy shit this could be an autobiography mm -hmm. about him um this is perfect and I, I feel like until you get to see them up on the screen none of these characters are, are top tier characters but then you see what they are making with them and that's what sets it apart. Doing Ant-Man as a heist movie, it's not really exactly true to the original Ant-Man, although they involve him in the film. They they use a secondary character in that old storyline of like the replacement Ant-Man, and then they do something different with it. Uh, Doctor Strange is, is very Doctor Strange, but he only ever works in teams, so to have him do a standalone didn't make a lot of sense, and it's very origin-heavy in the movie. It's better than you would have, you would think when they've made attempts before black panther on the other hand they have given him such a rich world and and a lot of this has been developed from the comics but it's only in recent years where they've given a rich world a, a rich group of characters to surround him with a, a, a very compelling antagonist uh beatmaster our producer at elsters will get on me if i call him a villain again uh <laughs> and and it's just so visually different, deeper, smarter uh, than than most everything else that super movies have done. I, I I cannot recommend it enough. I feel like even if you aren't a person who's been watching the Marvel movies, you would still enjoy this film. 
if it's the kind of film that you enjoy. Uh, I'm not saying it's for everyone and it's the next fucking Citizen Kane or anything, but it is a really good goddamn movie. So how about The Devil's Rejects? Less so. Less so. So it's not as good as Black Panther, in your opinion? No. Uh, no. You want to get into it? We can get into it. Yeah, yeah. We kind of have to. That's what we tell people we do here. All right. First of all, one thing I did not realize when we watched House of a Thousand Corpses last week is that the shit's taking place in the 70s. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. House of a Thousand Corpses seemed like it could have been as modern as anything else for 2000 when it was made. Yeah. Uh, probably because of all the zombie movie playing or music playing in the background and shit. But I just didn't think this is taking place in 1977, 1978. And so when this one starts up and they're telling us, oh, in 1978, there's, they went and they raided this house and shit. I'm like, oh, is this about the dad? No, this is about them. Okay, sure. Uh, makes the soundtrack make more sense in this. Yeah, I, I mean, I do like that they did not use... I don't think there was any Rob Zombie music, music in this movie. Not that I don't... I mean, I don't really like Rob Zombie's music, but I don't hate it. It just seemed like... This one felt a lot more... Um, a lot bigger budget. Just because they used like more locations and it, and it looked a little more polished and, and it had less weird transitions and it, he didn't just use his own music. Right. Yeah. In the first one, uh, when it was being made through, what did we say? It was Universal. Yeah. Uh, when Lionsgate finally got a hold of it and they released it, it made its budget in its first weekend being out. Yeah. And so they were right then like, hey, you should work on a sequel. Uh, that was several years after the first one was actually made. But by the time it finally got released, it was popular enough. They're like, you should you should do another one now and he already had some ideas as to doing something with the brother of the sheriff from the first one uh but when it got solidified he's like okay sure and then this one i guess when it came out also made its budget in the first weekend and went on to make an additional i, th- I think it was budgeted at seven million and it made about 17 uh overall which is good for a small independent horror movie like this that kept getting rated nc-17 until they finally trimmed some of the uh gun rape stuff out of the hotel scene yeah it it, it was budgeted at seven and it made 19 and the first one was budgeted yeah. at seven and made 16 which yeah still... so exactly um so it starts out pretty much right after the first one or, or it, it doesn't feel like much time has passed it, i think there's still some of the cheerleaders are are on the grounds in the house uh, Tiny's running around out in the fields, and uh, who's the other one that we don't RJ. really know his name? RJ. Yeah, he gets killed right away. Oh, yeah. I'm old. Um, yeah, I just... I don't, I don't know. So the, the cops all show up at the house. I, I don't know exactly how they knew where they were going, but it seems like when the other cops went out there and suddenly disappeared from the first film, there were going to be repercussions of that. Yeah, I mean... uh, Yeah, I guess I wish they would have explained a little more as to how the brother of the cop found out and, you know, coordinated this big raid and they all went there one morning and the house looks a lot different, both the outside and the inside from the first one, which I thought felt a little odd, but... I don't know. Because they aren't filming on uh, the same lot that they were before. Right, right. But there is also something that I thought of instead was you're looking at it in this one in the daylight, whereas the other one you saw it always at night. Yeah, but the other one, it was more of like a treed. Like it, it looked like it was it was more uh, in a forest instead of just next to a forest. And this one, it was like yeah, a big field that. next to a forest. Yeah. It's all very nitpicky stuff here by the way yeah and, and we're looking at it with eyes of people who just watched the other movie last week but right no i agree with you it it it's not a make or break thing but it is you know noticeable but also easy to skip yeah yeah if you can glaze over the fact that the mom is played by a different actress and you can blaze, glaze over the fact that there's not the the same tree in front of the window that there was the last time 
Um, did you like the the mom in this one better than the first one? I like them both. I, I I didn't have a complaint about either one. Uh, Karen Black was in the first one. I like her a lot. She had a great uh, horror pedigree. Uh, this actress, like I said, I knew her from a lot more stuff in the sense of way too many Police Academy movies have, have made it to my eyeballs in my lifetime. But I think she did a very serviceable job. And I expected when they switched actresses that she was going to disappear sooner uh when she goes to pull the gun on herself uh during the police raid i expected that to be it for her so that they utilized her more uh was good it gave her more meat to the role i thought maybe that's why karen black didn't return oh uh but but her scenes with foresight's uh character as the sheriff were good you know she she definitely lent herself to what was a creepy moment of her trying to seduce him and getting stabbed at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think like those scenes really helped show the, the cop like just starting to lose his mind. Yes. Um, and, and that's, that's part of the problem I have with this to a certain degree is that it becomes difficult to see differences between the Firefly family and the guy and the the unholy two that are pursuing the Firefly family, they don't seem to not. No one is better than the other one. Like the Firefly family family is really really bad, mm-hmm. but then these other guys just come in and do essentially the same sorts of things, which uh, isn't. It it doesn't compel you to say that there's a good guy and a bad guy. It's just you fuckers uh, are terrible, but we caught you, so now we get to be terrible to you. Yeah, I think it's definitely more of a a revenge story than a good versus evil story, in my opinion. Because you have the cop who wants to basically torture these people who are torturing people and also killed his brother. So it has nothing to do with the police trying to catch the bad guy. It's more so this brother who's trying to, you know, get back someone who killed his brother. Yeah, he goes crazy really fast. Yeah, but like you said, who's really the bad guy here? In my opinion, I... I was rooting for the Firefly family. See, that's the thing is I can't root for the Firefly family after that whole scene in the hotel. Oh, like, no, it's where totally fucked up. So but, vile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I um I don't know. Obviously I'm very partial to Captain Spaulding as a character, but I still think Otis has played very well. One thing that kind of bothers me is I'm, and and this is going back to how much time has passed because in the first one he does not have a beard. In this one he has a giant beard. Mm-hmm. His hair is very thin in the first one, and in this one it's it's still stringy and weird, but it's not that thin. Yeah, it's fuller. Yeah, so I mean, he clearly had enough time to grow a giant beard and use some Rogaine. Yeah, I kind of worry a little bit that if I took my hair out of its ponytail and uh, took my glasses off, I would look a little too similar to Otis. Except like no. if I if, if Otis if Otis ate four other Otises. Uh <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'd yeah. Like, I'd like to see this. Yeah. Um but the the continuity stuff, yeah, I, I, I understand. And and it really depends on how long it's been between they don't give a real statement. No. But but you're right. It it does feel like it's either right away because how long would it have taken to figure out where the the bodies and stuff were coming up from or you know is it has it been a while and we just we don't know why uh the explanation of that you're right it it would be nice to have a little bit more but it seems like they just wanted to jump into it right um yeah i i also thought the uh jumping around a bit but for otis to put the guy's face back on i thought it was a little meh you already did it once. It, I get it probably got a, a good reaction from people in the first movie, so they're like, well, we got to fucking do it again. Yeah, and that whole thing just... I know that it's it's based off of real serial killers and stuff like Ed Gain and, and yeah. things, but at this point in time, we've seen it so much in Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies and other stuff that it just it feels repetitive. It doesn't feel like anything new. It, when he puts the face on the girl, 
I'm like, that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Again, in my mind, that's because that's the first one I saw. It's always going to go back to that, and it doesn't seem to improve anything for me. And then there's just the the ridiculousness, the the brutality of of killing the family and stuff, and how they they did it. The sorry, the band, uh, and and the fact that it's all going down in this hotel. It's like get in there and shut up, and then we're going to shoot people and and make a ton of noise anyways, uh-huh. and and just hope that nobody in this entire fucking motel hears us. It and nobody does. Literally, it was done just to pass time until right. Spalding showed up, and then yeah. they, they go to the the brothel. So it's. You could have done without that entire middle section other than shock and awe. Yeah, and that, and that is saw, what it felt like. You saw Sherry Moon's ass. And 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 we had a uh, girl play Terry on Three's Company. Which one? She was the, the one that got the, the gun love. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, yeah, but... the scene where they walk out to get the guns, mm-hmm. that didn't need to happen. Other than no, Otis well, it's just ridiculous. Like, cut a guy's face off. We're out here to dig up these guns and stuff that I left out here. Okay, that's great. Well, then what? You're gonna kill us? Well, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Hey, if you want to, if you want to be so provincial about it, sure. That that's a harsh way to say it, but yes, you're not going to live through this. Yeah. All right. Well, then we're gonna try to fight you off. Well, then I'm still digging up the guns by myself. You know, it just why didn't he just kill them immediately? If he's gonna give them all the information, it, the motivations of of Otis who I like. I like how he speechifies things. I like how he goes off and he's got these kind of like Charles Manson rants to him uh, that just sounds like he's a, a religious whack do that is is preaching Satanism and all these other things. But they don't do enough with him to give him the uh, the charisma working on somebody. It's yeah. just he just pontificates out loud and people are just like, yeah, but you're fucking crazy. Like, you want to see someone buying into it. And even the people in his own family don't seem to buy into his bullshit. So maybe that's what it is. He's just like the dumb fucking cousin. Is, rah, 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 rah. And, and he's like, yeah, shut up, Toby. You know, we, we know. Yeah, and I mean, something else that um, came up in this movie, just crossed my mind, is that Spaulding is really their dad, too. Uh, his baby's dad. Uh, I could have swore, unless... <clears throat> Unless it's just a reference, like the way she said it made it sound like it was also Otis's dad. But when I read the the Wikipedia, it was at least confirmed that he was baby's dad, but I don't know if, if Otis was part of that or not. And and so it's a again a weird question is what is the family of 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 the Fireflies? Because we know that Mama was married to somebody else and and had kids with them, which I would assume would be Tiny and the other guy. Yeah. But and then there was grandpa. But are they actually blood blood relatives? And then they don't make really clear ever why they're all using references to Marx Brothers characters. Yeah, they just yeah they just say that they do, and they bring in some film expert who who goes nuts about like how great Groucho Marx was, and he was, he absolutely was. Uh, But then says some shit about Elvis, and basically gets his butt kicked out of the fucking police place. I I just. I didn't really get what that scene was supposed to achieve other than the fact that you're telling us all of these character names were used in Groucho Marx movies. It's like, great, but why? What does that, what does that do for us other than the fact that gives them something to look up when he, he sends the uh, he sends the unholy two to go find them, uh, and that's how they do it. But we didn't need someone to come in and tell us about all the different characters. It was just like, I guess because it was the 70s, we didn't have the internet to look this shit up on. But we also didn't need that much exposition either. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and like, his brother Charlie, like, how does that whole thing play out other than they apparently used to perform crimes together? And Right. Now, now Charlie runs a brothel and um, I really hate that I've now watched this movie because you're picking it apart with me. I mean, I still like it, but now it's just like, man, there's all the shit that's wrong with it. There's there's shit that's wrong with it, but but it yeah. doesn't mean that it's a bad movie, you know. And and I always preface the fact just because a movie isn't something that I'm going to like for whatever reason, and and I have specific ones on this. 
it doesn't mean that it's a shit film. I think it's a very good film in the sense that what Rob was trying to do is one, it looks so stark, starkly different from the first one. But it feels like an honest continuation of the first one as well. How you can do House of a Thousand Corpses and had all that weird shit and had, like we talked about last week, it had three sections that were almost like three different types of movies all pinned together. This takes that middle section and follows through on it in a way that is, you know, realistic to what it was. There's what, five years in between these? When they were made, but I don't know when they were when they came out. I think it was closer to like a year or so. Um, I think it's two years. I think it was two thousand three yeah. to two thousand five, but still two thousand. So five years, a lot changed. You know, a lot can change in in five years. So yeah, I guess I see. And there's a very good possibility that he watched Hell's for Thousand Corpses" multiple times and uh, kind of like figured out what he did wrong or what he thought he did wrong or he could do better and. Or just what he thought his next film, what he wanted the film to be. It's like how Quentin, Quentin Tarantino does movies about modern day kind of mobster guys. But then he wants his next movie to be about a woman who's going after the guy who ran her crime ring and, and shot her at her wedding. You know, he, he yeah. I don't want to make the same film over and over and over. Uh, although I feel like zombies definitely made movies that were. Uh, artistically very similar to each other. Uh, I feel like, yeah, he went with what's the next step for these things. I want to make a road trip movie with with people. I guess it was also like a modern name Western in his mind. And uh, I, I and involve these characters. I quickly want to point out that Rob Zombie um, was the director of an episode of CSI Miami. Oh, good. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just what noticed he, that. But he have Rob... What did he have David Caruso do with his hands that whole time? Oh, fucking no. He's like, hey, whatever you do with your hands, do it way more. Mm. Just like always on his sunglasses. And then he stuffs them up someone's vagina. And... Jesus. Which I assume Caruso does anyways. Uh... <laughs> but, but you talked about how it's been announced that he's working on a third one, yeah. which involves the, I guess the same characters in hell, possibly. Ah, it's uh fuck. Where'd that go? The work. There's a working title. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, the devil's rejects two, three from hell. Yeah. So I don't know. People seem to think that there may be some supernatural shit that goes on because, because everyone, as far as you know, and there's no reason that this is not true, the three of them are dead. Yeah, I, I remember when I saw this years ago, uh, the only time that I've actually watched it, and I didn't remember a lot about it. Uh, but I remember the ending specifically, and I, I've i always kind of thought, well, is it? do I remember it right, or was right. it more ambiguous as to whether or not they lived? Uh, it When I watched it this time, it didn't feel that ambiguous you see the bullets going into their bodies yeah yeah you see them and and the odds were very very much against them mm -hmm. so it's a brave moment for them uh when they're just like we're gonna fucking thelma and louise it essentially but they there was not a moment of oh maybe they're gonna be okay it, it's like when you see that in movies like oh yeah it, it's possible that they all survive that and then the house just fucking blows up and takes the entire block with it or maybe not. You know, that's essentially what this is. Is right. Like, oh, maybe they'll live through. No, they're not living through this. So yeah, if the next movie is them riding through hell or escaping hell or something like that, which seems to go very well with zombies' artistic sensibilities and filmmaking, and I can imagine him making a movie where they're existing in hell. And and kind of the story of this is. We see them doing more of the stuff that they do that is so sick and twisted and fucked up. And then at the end, they go through it themselves. Mm -hmm. That is the one thing to that that I don't love the the turnover of the sheriff uh, and these other guys becoming like them. But that is the they get this moment of experiencing this shit that they do to everybody else. And while they never have a moment of showing kind of a regret or a 
an empathy for their victims from that because uh, it's just immediately from we get tortured to let's get the fuck out of our house and get out of here to oh now we're getting shot by 20 cops out on the road um it would be possible that in hell now that they've experienced this that they're going to have more of a feeling of what it's like to be the victims and what is their hell like if you go with a, a sort of night breed not night breed uh hellraiser kind of thing what what was what is their hell like but so i mean are you insinuating that the the you think that the sequel may be just them in hell them in hell or them escaping hell or them taking over hell like if we go back to a supernatural theme yeah. which was part of the first one but none of the second one like if he that was my point originally is if he doesn't want to make the same movie again what is the next thing that he's going to explore? In that first part we had in that third act, zombies, uh, the the dead kind of coming back to life. We had the oh. weird doctor uh, bringing people back. Maybe the weird doctor, uh, Dr. Satan, shows up again and brings them back. You know, but so it's not necessarily a, a, a real supernatural hell, but it's the hell of being reanimated killers. Uh, and what are they mentally experienced because it's still going to have to be seen from their point of view. They've been the, the central characters for the entire series so far. <laughs> Not what you're into. No, You just want another devil's rejects. I do because I did like it. I like the first two, but I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what happens. I have not been impressed with his past couple movies, so I don't really have the highest of hopes. Yeah. I haven't seen Lords of Salem don't. ever. Just don't. No. Nope. And then 31? 31's not terrible. It's it's a cool concept. I should actually I should rewatch that. It's been a while. But isn't is Lords of Salem more akin to these or or either of them? Because I don't know anything about them. Um Lords when I Salem. see Otis walking through towards the end of House of a Thousand Corpses and you got that makeup on, isn't that similar to what the makeup is on the person on the cover of Lords of Salem? Yeah, so it's it's Sherry Moon. So she plays... Now, it's been a while since I've seen it, so to, please keep that in mind. Um, uh, she moves to whatever town, I believe it's Salem, to uh, for whatever fucking reason, a job or something, and She's listening to a local radio station that gets this weird record and it plays this song, which is this, this song that puts a trance on her and I think she ends up getting raped by a bunch of witches or something and she's supposed to bear the child. You know what? If only there was a place that I could get a synopsis of this movie. <laughs> well, we won't go too far into it because then at that point we could just watch the movie and do a discussion about it. But but it, it's definitely disassociated with the rest of these. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with it. Um yeah, so she moves to Salem. She's a drug addict. She works as a DJ at a hard rock radio station. So, yeah, I was pretty close there. She receives a strange wooden box containing an album by the band named The Lords. Um, blah, 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 blah. Next day, she's reading a book about Salem Witch Trials. Um, so it's a Halloween 3 to the, the if Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses were Halloween 1 and 2. You know, it's like, hey, you know, now you're going to put on this mask and your face is going to turn into worms. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I do remember, the, uh, oh, wow, some dude from Marilyn Manson was in this movie. I didn't realize that. Um, let me see if I can... That's right, he didn't either. 2005, he was probably pretty whacked out. Um, the Lords of Salem. The song that they use is actually pretty fucking cool. So it's just that, basically. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, it's like forty-five seconds long. I, I thought it, it sounded like we're now playing an accordion. I, I I really, I didn't know what was going on there. Yeah, it's it's just like that sound, and, and granted, it's not like, you know, rock song of the century. But I thought it was kind of like cool and and um, 
droney sounding and that's what apparently puts her into this trance and then she yeah i like yeah i don't know i don't know if it's if it's something i want to actually go back to but yeah because i was i was looking forward to lords of this movie as well and it just yeah it I mean, I don't know. I I don't have anything to compare it to because I haven't seen it. But I want to say I don't hate this movie. I know I was giving it a bunch of shit going into this just to to ramp up the discussion. Right. Uh, It is not the kind of movie that I enjoy because the the just brutality on on the the band or whatever is just so hard to watch. And it's not like it wasn't hard to watch. And the last movie last week as well, but because that one was more cartoonish, yeah, and this one doesn't have anything really outside of that, uh, it, it's a little bit tougher. But overall, I one the soundtrack on this is tremendous. Like it's yeah, just for one of those things. Music. Just, yep, yep. Down right away, and and finishing Freebird at the end was was brilliant, and that whole scene just is brilliantly done. Like that is a breathtakingly cinematic moment that I think deserves to be up there. Um, and, and all the characters have very established personalities that it follows along with. You, you feel like, you know, these characters by this point and, and I, I can see why you want to root for them and why you want to get more of them. Um, it's better than a lot of other slasher flicks where it's just unnamed, un unseen slasher goes and kills people you know this is they've got a personality that you can either relate to or find humorous or whatever uh who doesn't like captain spaulding at this point said hey is just great mm-hmm. like getting to see in his fantasies and stuff too is is really fun Dude, he, one of my favorite lines from him in this movie is when he wakes up from his sex dream and his wife is like, "Oh, did you have a nightmare?" And he just goes, "Ah, good." And you know, what do you go like fifty-fifty or good, good? And yeah, like, huh? He's not wrong. I mean, started out pretty all right. Kind of weird. I, it, during that scene, Alyssa looked at me and she's like, "How many times have you seen this movie?" I'm like, "I don't know, a bunch." <laughs> <laughs> and and it is weird because while he's the father of baby, he does seem outside of the family. It's not that he's not violent, but it he felt. At times, like he wasn't into the level of violence that they were bringing down, that uh, Baby and Otis were right, and so it, it kind of makes sense that he's he's not really in the home. He's overdoing his own thing with the the weird museum. Um, but he's but, still yeah. in the first one. He he feeds people to the family if if they start asking a lot about Doctor Satan. Right, exactly. He's like he knows where his his bread is buttered. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's not a good guy at all. No, no. but he's just not. He doesn't seem like he's into torturing people. And it was a fun little plot degree. twist at the end of the first one to find out that you know he's involved with them. Yeah, I mean, for me, it wasn't extremely surprising because again, it reminds right. me of other films. But but and the other thing is, so they, they the cops find at the beginning of this movie they find the book with the pictures of Spalding posing with like dead bodies. Mm-hmm. So, I guess for you to say that he wasn't down with their brand of torture, you're kind of kind of wrong because. Well, no, it, it's it's like I've said before how I I don't look directly at the McNugget. Uh, <laughs> I, I will take the rewards of eating uh, red meat, but I I'm not a person who goes out and hunts and 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 kills my own dinner. Yeah, Uh, because if I had to think about those things too hard, I would have a real big problem with it, probably. Right. Uh, Or I'd fucking get over it, which is what I would probably need to do. But it is that that thing of like, oh, I'm benefiting from all these dead people and I don't really mind the dead people, but I'm a little squeamish on torturing people. You know, because he kills somebody in the first movie. He kills the the two guys who come in and try to break in. He's an asshole. We know he's not a good guy. Uh, we know that he's 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 not working within the law and stuff too, but he doesn't seem to take the pleasure in it that they do. He he gets laughs out of it. He's a sick fucking twisted bastard, but he's not at their level of sick and fucking twisted. Yeah. 
And he, he's more interested in staying alive than he is at going and having fun. Except for when it comes to getting tutti frutti. Tutti fucking fruity. Yeah, I just... I... I... I think it also kind of falls apart for me with the the unholy two, the the two guys, Danny Trejo and and the other Diamond guy come in. Dallas Page, you fucking yeah. say his name. No, oh, all right. He's in wrestling. Look, I had to deal with your fucking Goldberg references from Satisfy enough. He doesn't deserve shit. Uh, yeah, but they go in and we know that they're there to retrieve the family, but then they just kill the the two hookers that work. At, at Charlie's for no reason. Like, why? Is, is it because he thought they were going to talk? You know, they left Charlie alive and then Charlie actually yeah. comes back and, and starts shit at the end. So I think it's it just, was just another way it, to like be more gruesome. Right, exactly. And that that's a thing that I have a problem with is there was no reason for those characters to be that gruesome. The The sheriff, sure, because he had already gone over the edge. But this is just that makes them as as pleased about killing people as the people that they're capturing. So why would the sheriff be okay with working with them? It, it's like, these are the murderers on my payroll. And that, that doesn't sit well with me. Wow, all right. Crabby pants. Well, you know, this, this is the issues that I have, and I have to bring them to light. You're so fucking crabby all the time. Yeah, I am. You didn't even tell me what you're drinking. You're not drinking today, are you? Oh, no, I did. It's gone. It's tri- triple orange starfish. I, is that like citrus up your butthole? What is it? Triple IPA. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. I wasn't, That's why you're down. I wasn't going to drink because I drank a lot last night. And then it was like noon. And I'm like, man, I could go for a beer. <laughs> so I had one. I had one. Your breakfast is beer. My breakfast is mac and cheese. I had macaroni and cheese and chicken for lunch. And and both of us are having our days kind of let down because of these choices we make. Not me. Best decision I've made. I threw some spinach in there, too, to be healthy. (laughs) Don't don't be jealous. This is how I live with myself. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that I have a lot more to say about this. It's... I really liked the the people in this movie uh we had the guy from the motley crew video and the hills have eyes i forget his name uh but it, it was just great to see him minor character hardly even a piece of it but fun to have him show up pj souls i don't know if i already mentioned that she's in this she's the mom who's taking her kid out to the car uh always love to see her in something it just i think it was a really good example of what he wanted to do in a movie like he he knew this is this is a story i want to tell in the second one and it's it's a quality version of that it's just it's a rough watch you know you you got to be someone who enjoys this kind of horror movie specifically and i don't but i can still appreciate what was put into it you know even for all the flaws and everything that we kind of pointed out it's a good film <clears throat> yeah i just wasn't I'm not going to look forward to it like you were looking forward to seeing it again. Fine. Fuck you. You want to rate it? Yeah, let's rate it. Uh, I mean, you have to go first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Oh. <laughs> Did I not give you enough reasoning as to why? I mean, threes? No, not at all. I just, no matter what you said, I was going to sound sad. I, I'm, I'm sticking with my four. Four of my stick four this week. You should. Yeah. It's a good movie. You're not wrong. No, no. About no. this. You're wrong about so many other things. Yeah. You need help. I do. Do you want to read the outro? Uh, Really? We have one? Yeah. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. Uh, you can email us at pot at gncast.com. Or, or you can leave a message on the website. No one ever leaves a message on the website. I don't know why I ask. You know, who talks anymore? Who who, who picks up a phone and talks? And if you're going to talk, why don't we just use the fucking phone number? That, that's why we give it to you. That's the easiest fucking thing to do. I think you don't you, have to I think like you can hammer your fucking fingers on a keyboard like Matt when he's looking up details about Pornography. a movie that we're not even reviewing. Yeah. You just hear that clackety clack in the background. I honestly I think you can text that number too, just so you know. Oh, I didn't know that. I think. Yeah. I could find out, but I'm too lazy. Yeah. 
Obviously, we give so much of a shit that we don't even know about these things. Yep. You know, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're at Podcast of Terror and all those different places. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And you can leave us reviews uh, wherever you listen to us, including uh, well, a pod chaser. Yeah. slash pot review. Yeah, I wouldn't even be upset if someone wanted to review our podcast on like a, a porn video. Just let me know where it is so I can read it. But that <laughs> read it. Well, <laughs> let me know where it is so I can masturbate feverishly to the video and then read your review. What what is the what is the category on porn? that you will be the most bummed out that they leave the review on <laughs> that category. Like, oh, this is the video that I have to watch to see my review. But I'm still spanking it to it. What is it? Um, You know what? I'm actually going to look at the categories on YouPorn real quick. Categories. It, it depends on how deep they go. Um, deep enough. There's like probably a good 50 on here. All right, we have amateur anal Asian BBW big butt big tits bisexual blonde blowjob brunette casting college compilation cosplay couples cream pie cum shots dildos DP ebony European facial fantasy female friendly fetish fingering funny gay German gonzo hairy handjob HD hentai homemade instructional interracial Japanese kissing Latino lesbian massage masturbation mature milf orgy panties pantyhose popular with women POV public pussy licking redhead rimming romantic shaved solo girl solo male squirting straight sex swallow teen threesome trans verified amateurs vintage virtual reality voyeur webcam young slash old and 3D um I want that as my ringtone. <laughs> just, just me reading. <laughs> just, just you reading that. Up. I, I seriously, when you started, you rented out the first ten things. I thought that was one category. <laughs> nope. Um, let's see. Blind albino stump porn. That, that's what I was expecting. Just that's got to be a real thing. I'm sure it is. Um. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what Gonzo is, and I'm not going to really get into it right now. I assume it has to do with Muppets. Okay, so it's Muppet porn. That one wouldn't be that cool. Maybe it's rimming something. I just, I just don't want to watch someone lick a butthole. Yeah. I mean, but you were having McDonald's earlier, and isn't that sort of the same thing? Not really. It's close. One has onions on it. That's true. The others, But I think caramelized onions. The other that, is McDonald's. That matters. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, we've, shows reached new low. I just read all of the U porn categories on our show, and it only took you three breaths. Good for you. <laughs> Had I thought I w- I didn't actually think I was going to read them all, but then I started, and I'm like, fuck it. Because at U porn, it's important that you finish. Oh man. Next week we're watching a movie called Welcome to Willets. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I just saw it on the background last night when I came to bed. My wife was watching it. Both of us thought the other one had put it on. Neither of us knew what the fuck was happening. So it should be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, Corey, where can people find you on the internet? You know what? I'm here. Corey's here. I show up to this thing. Sometimes I do do an Elts Nerd show. He doesn't want any. Uh, Occasionally, I'll I'll fucking like post comics to donutscomics.com. And uh, my wife, if you go to, I don't know, arthag.com, you can look up her artwork. And she has a new zine out. It's the second issue of Let Them Eat Cock. Uh, has a lot of really terrific artists who contributed to it. Uh, it's pretty awesome. That's it. Oh, sorry. What I about was, you, Matt? I, I was Googling Let Them Eat Cock, which is on Amazon under uh, health and, where is it? Health and personal care. Yes, never look directly at the cock. That's weird. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. Also, go to Amazon.podcastterror.com, shop like you normally would. We get money. Then I can pay off my incredible crack cocaine addiction that I'm trying to start. Yeah, that's Matt's the royal we. I don't get any money. Well, the one time we got some money, my wife um, used it. <laughs> Yes. It was like, hey, you got this gift card. So I applied it. And then all of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, 
it's like thank you for your order and i looked and she just used the whole thing and i was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah thanks a lot that's okay and when I when I say I don't get any of it, it, it's really Matt has put all the money into the equipment and stuff for the show and, and does a lion's share of the work. So I don't feel bad. Plus, he was also one who buys beer for people. That's because I have to buy my friends. That's true. Well, you're buying my friends also. That's true. Checks checks in the mail, right? Hmm. I, I assume you just send them candy. No, that gets delivered on a windowless van. Yes. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. That's gonna do it for another episode of the podcast. Terror. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.